Welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. I'm Melissa Joy, a certified financial planner and founder of Pearl Planning. And I'm Melissa Friedenberg, financial advisor with Pearl Planning. Pearl Planning is a financial planning and investment management company located in Dexter and Gross Point, Michigan. We work with clients all around the country. The purpose of our podcast is to explore specific financial topics and provide advice you can use in your everyday life. Hello and welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. This is Melissa Freidenberg and this week I am going to be talking about a college send-off. It's really starting to hit me. I'm seeing on Facebook and Instagram people that I know that are getting ready to send off their kids. I'm starting to see pictures. And when you go into a store, there's a big back to school and dorm room section. The extra long twin sheets are on display everywhere. And so I thought it would be interesting to do an episode talking about setting expectations as well as budgeting for that first year in college. Thinking back to my time in college, I remember getting all of the things and not using everything. I mean, like we had all sorts of crates and snacks and I don't know, cinder block lifts for the bed. And then, you know, not really coordinating very well with my roommate who, you know, also had things. So there was a lot of waste of money just with that initial haul, if you will, that you bring to college. But there are so many other expenses that I think parents say aren't prepared for, but something to consider and really think about setting those expectations with your kids because especially if they don't already budget like an allowance or they don't really have a limit on things like how often they can DoorDash food or order pizzas, go out to Starbucks. I say this because I know the struggle is real. I deal with this with two teenagers in my house. If there really haven't been firm expectations on limits on those types of things, college is going to be really tough first and foremost. And I totally am going to fall for it. I already see in the pictures when parents take that picture of the dorm room after they set it up and schlep all that stuff up and down the stairs, usually with, with minimal air conditioning. You deserve to post a picture of that room all set up. It will never look that way again. It's going to smell like a gym locker room very shortly, boys and girls. But can we just talk about the decor that is available for dorm rooms now? I see like coordinating fabric headboards and like chandeliers that go over the dorm room lighting and all sorts of stuff blinged out like nicer than my bedroom at home going out in these dorm rooms. So I can only imagine the bill from Target, Walmart, Bed Bath & Beyond, any of these stores that you're going to to get these things. And I feel for you because my first thought is, oh my God, I'm going to miss my kids. And my heart goes out to these parents who are sending them off. And my second thought is, oh my God, I got to start saving now, even though my oldest is just going to be a freshman this year, because this stuff is expensive. I get it. It's an emotional time. Kids are nervous and they want all of the things because they're going to be leaving the comfort of their home. So for those initial items and food and favorite snacks, stocking up, I get it. It's the other expenses you may not be thinking of that you want to have at least a conversation of, hey, I'm putting a certain amount on your card every month, or here's the credit card that can be used for X semester basis so that there aren't surprises. One, when you open up the credit card or two, for your kids when they run out of money 
and then can't afford basic necessities like toothpaste, deodorant, that type of thing when they run out. First thing outside of those initial dorm room necessities, if you will, that you may be hit with when you get to the college campus are textbooks, right? So that's going to be in that first drop-off week. And yes, there are used textbooks, but those things are expensive. And maybe at the end of the semester, if you don't lose them, and I say it because I know one of my children will at least lose one pet textbook a semester. I know which one too. Um, but the cost per semester for textbooks, depending obviously on the major and you know how many courses, is $500 to $1,200, even for used books. That's the average in the United States. So you've got to budget that out. If that's not covered by anything that you have prepaid for or have some sort of a scholarship for, that is an expense that they're going to hit you with day two on campus. So first day is schlepping all that stuff into the room. And by day two, you're in the bookstore just for textbooks alone. You know you're going to get the college sweatshirt and t-shirt and jammy pants, all those things. Meals outside of the meal plan. Now, I'm 43. DoorDash was not available. I'm pretty sure there was like one place you could order delivery food from. It was called Pizza House. And they would come into the dorm and yell, Pizza House! And people would come running to get their pizzas. But there really weren't, at least at my college, the kind of food options that are available today. And yet we still managed to somehow spend a ridiculous amount of money on food outside of our meal plan. And that's because we were doing other things when the dining hall was open. Um, and also the food wasn't fabulous. So yeah. And it was very, it was a social thing to do, to get together in a group in a dorm room or a common area and order wings or order pizza and get together. It's really part of that college experience. But there has to be a limitation, even for the uber wealthy, because it's so important to turn it into a life lesson for kids. Because once they graduate from college, they're also going to have to budget how often they eat out and go to Starbucks and all of the things. So really, by setting that expectation before you go off to college, so there aren't difficult conversations when that first bill rolls around, or when they go to take money out of their account and it's empty. The other sneaky expense that will add up, depending on the setting of the college and the location and whether or not you can bring a car, transportation. So whether it's public transportation or Ubering, which I really hope my kids do in college so they're not you know, drinking and driving. I went to school in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, so there really wasn't public transportation and you, there was plenty of parking. So we were able to have a car even as a freshman there. Something that I don't think kids really think about or talk about with their parents and, you know, you figure, hey, here's a credit card. You can use this for gas money, thinking that this is what they're going to use when they drive home for breaks or to come home and see you and do laundry. And that's all swell. But I guarantee you, once they realize their freedom, they're going to plan a trip. We used to go to Baltimore, Inner Harbor, uh, for formals, for, you know, just shopping, because Gettysburg is not exactly the mecca of shopping. If you want a history lesson, uh, Civil War reenactment, or ghost tour, it is your place. It is not the place to purchase anything outside of what you can get at Walmart. So we, and we did a lot of damage there at Walmart, for sure. But we would often take these day trips. And I don't really know what I was thinking. Like the cost of gas to fill up the car and go, you know, two, three hours there and back, that adds up. 
So again, thinking about how much you can give your kids on a semester basis and what expenses that needs to cover so that they can help make it stretch. Same with if you're in a city setting and maybe you're taking the subway or trains or taxis, that's all going to add up because one thing about college students is they like to go out and do things. Then, of course, there's just the cost of admissions, so transportation and food and being completely realistic, realizing when you're sending off a freshman, they are not 21. But if you haven't faced the reality of this yet, college students drink before they're 21. They also find a way to purchase alcohol, whether it's a fake ID or a friend that's 21, they will be spending money on alcohol. Alcohol is expensive, especially if they're in a city setting and they're going to bars. So it's not necessarily giving them permission to drink, but again, having that conversation about what things cost and really allocating whatever funds are available, having a real conversation of this is how much I can help out with. If you're spending more than this, talk about potential job opportunities. I mean, I was in a different situation. I did work study. I bartended a few nights a week. And I also worked over breaks at a restaurant that I had worked at over the summer um, or over summers and in high school. And I was lucky to have that job and be able to save money. Where now the environment where my kids are growing up, I feel like that's not the norm, that most parents pay for college and they pay for living expenses and don't expect kids to have a job or to use money that they have earned through babysitting and summer jobs to really pay for these types of things in college. So I know so many clients that just get like an American Express bill every month and it's their kid's bar tab, essentially. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm still trying to get through like the early teen years personally, but I do know that I spent a lot of money on alcohol, on transportation, formals, I did have to pay for a lot of those things out of, again, my own work money. So my parents did not offer or did not have the money on top of what they had to pay towards tuition to pay for those types of things. But again, even if you do, it's a great way for them to start learning how to budget. So essentially what I'm saying is don't be afraid to set those expectations. One thing I will add to that, where I went to college, there were a lot of wealthy students, mostly from New Jersey and Long Island. Again, I was not one of them. Um, But I will say that my friends whose parents gave them what seemed to me at the time, unlimited funds for those types of things. Often they were ordering from J. Crew and Abercrombie and these boxes would arrive. And the thing about it is the kids that got the most money from parents always seem to be out of money. (laughs) Like, I don't know what happened, but it didn't seem to last. So even though I had to make money, they were often borrowing from me, um, from my bartending and work study jobs. So um, I thought that was interesting that I would just mention that, that um, again, having to earn a little bit or put a little skin in the game sometimes does help in making careful decisions with how money is spent. Lastly, something to think about, really, maybe not for that first year, because you probably are either living in a dorm or have something set up, but as your college student gets older, they may be eligible for off-campus housing and rent. 
I will say one thing about this renter's insurance. If they're living off campus, I highly recommend that. The other thing to think about is maybe having a conversation about their plans as early as sophomore year about off-campus housing. I sprung it on my mom that I needed like a $750 check overnighted or you know express mailed to my potential landlord with very little warning. So I really feel bad about that now thinking about it, but it is something that you want to talk about in advance. Uh, make sure you're prepared for. And then I'm a huge fan, as I mentioned, formals and sorority dues. I really enjoyed Greek life. You know, it wasn't just partying. I still have great friendships from my sorority, which was Delta Gamma. So if any DGs are listening, anchors away. And I will say, I think it was worth it. And I did have to pay for it myself. But these are things that you don't want to get the phone call of, hey, I joined a sorority. I need a check for $1,200 to join. These are things that if it's not in the budget, please, please have that conversation and set expectations and don't feel guilty. Don't fall into the trap of keeping up with the Joneses. If this is something that's important to them, maybe they can find a part-time job or even babysitting near campus, something to help out with those expenses. The worst thing though is when it's sprung on you and you're not prepared. So I really just wanted to record this episode to prepare you for some of those additional expenses besides the initial target run and carload full of things that will make the dorm room feel more homey. And I get it. Hopefully you found this helpful, gave you some things to think about when it comes to that send off. And again, my mom heart goes out to you because as annoying as my kids can be, I see these send offs and it makes my heart hurt, but it's an important rite of passage. It's exciting at the same time, but emotional. So hang in there. I'm going to link in the show notes if this has given you like hives. It's probably too late if you're sending off this August, but if you're listening because you will be sending kids off soon, I'm going to link an episode to our late stage college planning episode with Brad Baldridge and then also a few episodes on college savings with Ann Garcia, who is a regular guest on the 52 Pearls podcast. I will link those other episodes in the show notes. And if you're listening in the Gross Point area and you subscribe to the Gross Point News, look for my blog on the same topic of college send-off and college savings. I'm not sure of the publishing date, but it will be sometime in August. And once it's available, I will link it below. You know someone who is sending off a student in the next few weeks, or maybe even just the next few years, but you want to have them prepared, please do share our episode. We love when you do that. Our listeners are growing and we could not be more grateful. So thanks for listening. And I hope you're having a great day. You can access our first two seasons of this podcast on our website at www.pearlplan.com or on Spotify. If you're interested in learning more about pearl planning, feel free to sign up for our newsletter also found on our website.